Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a swatch watch, was crazy about Max headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hey, out there in podcast land, and welcome back to another totally awesome episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamps of Southwest Louisiana. And joining me over Zoom is my lovely co-host, Miss Lisa Everett's from the great state of Pennsylvania. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Patrick. What's going on? It's a, a, a lovely sunny day out. Nothing much. Yeah. How well, um, I'm just sitting here looking over these trivia questions. And I wanted to know, do you want to play? Oh, I want to play, but last time I stunk so bad, I'm like ashamed. It's time once again for a round of Super Retro Trivia. Sit down, strap on that thinking cap, and get ready to go. In five, four, three, two, one. All right. I've got three trivia questions for you and all about 80s movies. So here we go. Number one, what movie had a high school kid fighting an alien named Zur and his Conan Armada? (laughs) Like I'm supposed to know this. Okay. An alien named Zur? Yeah. A high school kid. Is it a high school kid? Oh. See, I told you. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know that. I can't even think. All right, I'm just going to tell you. Okay, tell me. The Last Starfighter. Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sewer and the Kodan Armada. Get ready. Prepare for blast You know what? I've only seen it one time, and well, I don't remember anything about the, um, the the villains in it or the people in it. I mean, I just know that it's even weird. Like when I've when when I've seen pictures of it, my, even my son said that he thinks I look like Catherine Mary Stewart in that movie. Okay, you ready for number two? Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of the mall that Marty McFly and Doc are at when they first experiment with time mm-hmm. travel in the DeLorean? These are hard. No, no, no. This is an easy one. The mall. Yeah. The mall. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it the same one from Fast Times at Richmond High? No. Oh. Wasn't that the, um, the mall? The mall. Um, oh, my gosh. I don't know that movie that well either. I've never seen, I've only seen the first one in pieces of the sequels. Okay. The, so. the, I'll tell you this. They're, they're, they're in, 
what is it, 1985, where they're, they're yeah. at this mall and they yeah. experiment with the DeLorean. And when Marty goes back to the 50s, something happens that changes the name of this mall when he comes back. Uh, uh, I can't think. All right, I'm going to tell you. It's Biff's Mall. <laughs> no, it's called the Twin Pines Mall. Oh, and when he okay. goes into the fifties and he comes out of the time warp, he runs over one of the pine trees. <laughs> so when he the, comes back, the to one the pine 80s, mall, a lone pine mall, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember that. Wow. Okay. Sorry. All right. Number three. What's Eddie Murphy's character's name in Beverly Hills Cop? Oh, Axel Foley. Okay, I want to talk about a movie called The Quest. And I'm not talking about, there was one in the 90s called The Quest with Jean-Claude Van Damme, which was a great movie, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the one from 1986 with the same name. Three, two, one, go! You loved him in E.T. Now Henry Thomas is back as Cody Walpole. Cody is an adventurer about to discover the secret of frog dreaming. Gaza, what do you know about a pond five miles east of Devil's Knob? I want you to promise me you'll stay away from that pond. Do you believe in monsters? Some for 20 years. I was married to one. First he danced with the devil. Then you find out about Donkey. Cody, just hang on. This is going too far. That thing could be a thousand feet deep if there's a bottom at all. I reckon I got about three minutes worth of air down there. Thomas from E.T. is Cody Walpole, whose search for adventure takes you to the depths of a legend. You ever see it? Nope. Okay, it starred Henry Thomas, the boy from E.T. Yeah. And this came out not, you know, 86, so not too long after uh, E.T. He was still, still a little kid. And after Cloak and Dagger. Yep. Okay. Well, anyway, this movie um, takes place in Australia. And it's about this uh, 
he, he plays an American kid and uh, his parents are killed in an accident and he's sent to Australia to live with some relatives, some distant relatives. Okay. But while he's there, he becomes fascinated with the uh, Aboriginal legend about um, some kind of a creature that lives in this lake at a rock quarry. And it's kind of like a Loch Ness monster type uh, creature. And he, he's just so fascinated with this ledge and he's going like to the libraries and looking it up and asking other kids about it and stuff. And uh, anyway, he, he's researching it. And eventually uh, he kind of runs away and heads out on this quest. That's where the name comes from the quest to uh, this rock quarry to see for himself, if there's any truth to the legend. So it's a very cool film. If anybody hasn't seen it, it, it is out there on uh, Blu-ray. And uh, he has one thing I liked about it is he, ha he has his awesome bicycle and he, he rigged it up to where the, uh, the wheels are wide. Well, well not the actual wheel, the, he's got like so almost like training wheels, but they lock onto the railroad track. And as he pedals his bike, he zooms along the track across the country. And that's how he gets around, uh, but it's a super fun movie. And uh, I mean, Henry Thomas is cool. I've always liked him. Yeah. And if anybody's ever, ever seen this movie, they probably agree with me that it was a, a fun little, uh, you know, it reminds uh, me of family adventure. What was that? Um, did you, do you, do you ever see that movie? The water horse? Yes. Is it, is it like that? Actually? No. Oh, Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> the i'm like this sounds like the, the the water horse and it's like a little dinosaur some sea creature thing you yeah, know that's like a, a yeah. monster, but i can't yeah. remember it, it was but in it, scotland yeah something like that but yeah. that sounded sort of sort of like that but you're saying no okay then i'm yeah, okay then i have no clue I'm, i've never seen it never seen it never even heard of it yeah so keep it going yeah tell me oh, that, that's it that's all, all I that's all you want to say Oh yeah, just say it's well, a fun, he, he fun little bicycle. family movie. Yeah, his bicycle was awesome. It, it yeah, the cool out bicycle. But what what's the story though about what he does he does he find it? I'm not going to tell you. You got to watch Wait, it. What? Do you and you have it? It's on Blu-ray. I don't. And have you really it, like but it? I remember it. You don't have it? Oh, yeah. I'm like you should bring it. We could watch that. Yeah. If you haven't seen it in a long time, that's the one we could watch. I've okay. never seen it. Never heard. Yeah, of it. Yeah, I'll I'll get yeah. it. And bring it. Find it. Okay. All right. Yeah, that sounds like I love dinosaur stuff i mean i used to i mean land of lost and then i used to love the valley of the dinosaurs i just loved dinosaur stuff when i was a kid do you remember you know, there so. was a croft did a tv series korg k-o-r-g korg uh vaguely yeah it was all about uh cavemen and dinosaurs oh yeah and then the caveman movie yeah <laughs> yeah i watched it the, the other night oh did you watch it i saw you posted about it but yeah. I didn't but uh korg well, we shouldn't be talking about that now, but but I just mentioned that okay. Korg, there was there was no uh, English language in it. It was all grunts and stuff. It was, oh, uh, but uh, okay. But I, I remember. Well, that's really weird because I was going to talk about the movie The Quest for Fire when you said about the quest, and that was all about cave people too. And all yeah. they did was grunt and groan and but and it was one of my mom's movies she liked but and I remember it from the the eighties and stuff, but there wasn't many dialogue to it, so I thought. How much can I actually say about it? You know, when there's no words, you know, in the movie. I'll Let tell me. you something about Quest for Fire. Okay. My mom was taking me to the movies and she wanted to know, you know, she told me to pick and uh, I want to see Quest for Fire. Oh. But I didn't, I didn't remember the name of it. 
<laughs> and when we got to the theater, the only thing I saw up there was chariots of fire. And I remember fire and I'm like, yeah, that's it. So we got, <laughs> you went to the wrong movie. Let me just say when, the, when, when the movie opens and they're all running on the beach and you know, yeah. I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there's something wrong here. Did you stay and watch it? or No, leave? no, we actually left. So did you say I got the wrong movie or did you just leave and, and left the whole theater and didn't even get your money back? We left. Cause I thought that movie sucked. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, we, we went and saw something else. I don't remember what it was. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, Terry the Fire was like like Academy Award winner that year. But I yeah, I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen it. They always yeah. pick the worst movies to win the Academy Awards. I mean, they, oh. they, look, they look over stuff like Crawl. But did you actually ever Space watch you know? Chariots of Fire from beginning beginning to end? No, to me neither. Just that but maybe, bad experience. Maybe it, maybe it was really good, and we don't even know because it's one we never saw. I'll tell you what, though, yeah. I forget. I forget the athlete's athlete's name that Jared Sapphire is based on. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. You don't know? I don't know. But, the runner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that guy became a, a, oh. a, a missionary. And they would go to South America and they found this lost tribe and stuff. And anyway, he was killed. And oh. uh there's a movie about it. I think it's called uh Tip Jerry of the Spear. <laughs> Yeah. tip of the oh, spear really? or something like that or yeah something huh. about spear and i okay. saw that at the theaters and that was a good movie it's about uh, you know one of these tribes that has never made contact with humans other than you know their own tribe yeah like in the amazon or something yeah and uh th this guy he, he leads a missionary team and they they go and uh make contact yeah. but anyway they, they kill him but but his the, the guy's son, the runner's son, yeah, best friends with the guy that killed his dad. Oh, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's yeah. an awesome story. It's weird when you talk about a movie and it makes you think of another movie because, yeah. like, I just well, thought of a movie while you were talking about that movie. I thought of another movie, and then I'm thinking, yeah, I'm writing that mo the movie that just popped into my head, and I don't even know why, why it popped into my head. I, I guess the athletic thing was the movie American Flyers with Kevin Costner. Did you ever see it? <sighs> I don't know. It's a bicycle movie. I don't you know, know. See, I love that movie. I got, I wrote it down because now I got to talk about it because I love that movie. Is I don't like know why. Breakaway? No, it's no, it's it's kind of sad. It's him and his brother. Um, their their father died of like a brain aneurysm, and they think that the younger brother has has the same thing that is wrong with him, but it's actually it turns out it's Kevin Costner has it. Hmm. But it's and then they go on this. It's called The Hell of the West. It's it's a it's a um it's a big bike race that they go on together and they, and the brother wants the younger brother thinks he he's going to die, you know? So, I um, mean, it's, it's, it's a really, it Ray Don Chong's in it and Kevin Costner and yeah, it has a good, and then um, the guy that um, John, I think his name's John uh, Amos. I think he's in it. He was in, um, is it good times? Yeah. The dad. Yeah. yeah. He's in it. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good movie. Uh, and um, um, what's her name's in it? Um, she was in Christine. Uh, she's uh, was in Baywatch. Uh, uh, her uh, her last name's Paul. Oh yeah, I know you talking about. Um, she, Alexandra Paul. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like it. I, I thought you'd have seen it because it's kind of a guy movie. But anyway, I mean, we just went like all around the world. <laughs> yeah, from so, Australia <laughs> to back to wherever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So what movie do you want to talk about? Uh, oh, um, well, I, I did the quest for fire and I come up with Mr. Mom because when I was coming up with movies, it was cl- close to Mother's Day. So I thought, let's do a mom movie, even though this is about dad that <laughs> takes over mom's role. You know, so anyway, I picked Mr. Mom because it's one of my favorite all time favorite. Thank you. Meet dad. He's a real man. Not a beer? Seven o'clock in the morning. Scotch? An all-out go-getter. But when his job pulled the plug on him... I'm fine. You son of a dude! They threw a switch. Let's go, oh. Yes, okay. Good luck. And he became the lady of the house. It sure looks like he got a terrific deal. Honey, if you call, I'm not here. I'll be at the gym or at the gun club. Exercise and relaxation. Good home cooking. Arts and crafts. Kenny! Don't paint your sister. And fun and games with the neighbors. Are these any good? Got two pair. Got plenty. That's when he was forced to face the bare facts. His new job is a mother. Michael Keaton. Where's Bobby keep the extra diapers? And Terry Garr. In Mr. Mom, a mother of a comedy. And it's from 1983. And Aaron Spelling was one of the producers in it. And I just love this movie. I love the house in the movie. I, I said that before about like liking houses because this one actually reminds me of my Aunt Judy's house, you know, from when I was a kid, the little Cape Cod in it that they have with the little white picket fence. It's like the perfect house. And I just, I, I really love it. I mean, it stars Michael Keaton. He plays Jack. And then Terry Gar is his wife, Caroline. And they're married. And they got three kids. So Caroline is a stay-at-home mom. And Jack works as an, I think he's an engineer at a car factory. His boss is Jeffrey Tambor. You know who, who I mean? From the Three's Company. He was from Three's Company. And he was in Arrested Development. But he's in Mr. Mom. What's you have name? seen... You have seen Mr. Mom, right? Yeah, it's been years ago. When really? They, they play it all the time on HBO. Oh, but it's you don't you. It's like not one that you've like watched a bunch. Well, I watched it back then. Did bunch. you like it? Well, yeah, it's got Batman in it. Oh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, but he's Mr. Mom to me. He's Mr. Mom, and then he's like um, Beetlejuice. You know, Beetlejuice. No, he's. Um, What's his name in uh, Night Shift? <laughs> you know, oh, so, yeah. yeah. Did, didn't he make another movie where he was like in a car factory or something? Oh, that's um, used cars. No, is it no, used no. cars? No, the one with um. He's like in Japan in a factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Um, I can picture him name? wearing a hard hat walking around. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh gosh, I can't think of that. Isn't is it uh, gung, gung ho? Yeah, gung ho. Yes, that's it. Anyway, I'm sorry to get you off track. Anyway, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd's in this. You yes. just talked about Christopher Lloyd being in the right. Legend of the Lone Ranger, but he's in Mr. Mommy's, one of his co-workers in it. So it starts off with a Jack and uh, two of his friends that get laid off from their jobs at the beginning. And so he and his wife decide to have a bet to see who can find a job first. But So Caroline gets a job at an advertising company and working for Ron Richardson, who's played by Martin Mall. 
and Jack stays home with the kids and he thinks it's going to be easy, you know, but he finds out being an at-home mom's pretty hard, you know, taking care of the kids, doing the housework, doing the shopping, running errands, cooking meals, and he's not that good at it. (laughs) So the house is turned into a mess and everything, you know, but he kind of befriends Caroline's friends. And one of the friends is like Ann Jillian and, um, and a couple of the other women are, are in it. And like, you know, he starts like, um, you know, doing all the things that, like going to the grocery store. I don't know if you ever saw the scene with him at the grocery store and asking like what he wants to pound a ham or, you know, pound a cheese. And she has to do the whole list of all of that, you know, and it's like, can you, can you repeat the, can you repeat the hams again? You know, or, you know, and they're like, just get bologna, you know? So, but, um, you know, my mom was a, a stay-at-home mom most of my childhood, and most of my mom's friends were at home too. So, you know, when, when I had my son, I, I, you know, I, I, we decided that I'd stay at home with him, and, and I could never imagine putting him in daycare ever. So, you know, this, this is a movie I love because it, may, it, it shows you how, you know, how much work you do as a mom, you know, and I really like it, you know, and, and how people took pride in their families and took pride in their homes. And, you know, he, he doesn't get it at the beginning, but finally he, he, he gets it through the movie. And then there's a scene where um, he decides to like put some effort into it and they play the music from Rocky. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's cleaning the house. And, vacuum and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they call the, they call the vacuum jaws. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that. Yeah. But I never knew that Mr. Mum was written by John Hughes. Did you really? know that it was a John Hughes movie? Cool. Okay. You knew that? Did you know no. that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it opened it opened to limited release on July 22nd, 1983. Um, and it, it, it made $947,000. And it was like number 13 um, that weekend. And then um, it was released on August 19th. And then it opened at number three with like over $4 million. And it was like right behind um, Easy Money and, and Risky Business, you know, when it opened. So it ended up making like six, $64 million in the United States. Um, and so it led Universal to sign a three picture deal with, with John Hughes for $30 million. And then he would, um, that gave him the money to do 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club and Weird Science. That's awesome. Yeah, in in the movie, there's a there's a scene with his kid has a whoopee. A what? A whoopee. You know his blanket. He calls it a whoopee. Whoopee. And I was a whoopee. You, know, you remember that? And the no. kid drags his blanket around with him everywhere, and then he finally he like has to try and talk him out of having it and telling him like it's a, his security blanket. He's like a little Linus, you know. And so I was like, just wondering, like, you know, I was thinking like maybe of asking like some of our listeners, you know, did they have a whoopee? Did they call it something else? You know, did they have a blanket? Did they drug around with them everywhere? Because I had a cousin who had one and it was so worn down that it was there. All that was left were like these little pieces of the chunks of the blanket, but you could not throw it away. And my, my aunt had to wash it. And, you know, he, and it, as soon as like it was washed, he'd, he'd want it right back. But I remember Critter had, he had a pillow that was like his security pillow and he would not let my mom wash that thing. It was like a disgusting mess. He like drooled on it and it's, I think it stunk and he thought it was like, like smelled wonderful. Um, but it, it did not, you know, I can attest to that. So, um, but he, um, he had it clear into his twenties, you know, so I think it magically disappeared one day, but you know, I don't know if anybody else, did that you know because like 
kids kids had a you know did you ever like a a stuffed animal or anything that you you know kept i had my teddy bear and a doll and that you kept that was like a you know took it everywhere with you can't say that i did nope nothing well nunchucks you took them with you when you were like five yeah okay (laughs) okay you sleep with them under your pillow sure okay all right well well anyway um yeah mr mom is to me like one of the like best comedies of all time it's like up there with me like with for like tootsie night shift you know i can watch those movies you know anytime they're on i love it is mr mom on blu-ray i don't know but we're going to be giving a copy away of it. I'm going to look, I think it is on Blu-ray, but I definitely know it's on DVD, but somebody's going to get a copy of one or the other in this episode. Cool. So yeah, it's because it's like one of the best movies ever made, but I think you need a copy. <laughs> so I thought, I really thought that you would have seen this more. But I did, but not recently. Way, not recently. Way, way back in the, you know. And it would play 80s. all the time on HBO all the time. Yeah. That's when like, I'd watch it. Yeah, like on a like a like in the summertime, you know, we we would we would go out and swim, and then we'd come in and, and watch TVs, and they were always PG movies in the afternoon, you know. And Mr. Mum was on all the time because it was like you know one that was, you know, it wasn't there. I mean, there were a couple little risque parts in it, but not bad, you know. Um, it, you know, kids could watch it. I want to just know if anybody else had a Wooby. That's all I care. If you know, if if they did. <laughs> write it on our write it on our facebook page and what it was called you know and how long it took for you to get get rid of it <laughs> or do you still have it you know i think if my brother's uh wife hadn't thrown his pillow out he'd still have it he, he's still traumatized to, to this day that um it's missing when it came up missing you know i had a hawaiian shirt like from the 80s and, and uh I, I find pictures in old albums and i'm wearing it in the 80s I'm wearing it in the nineties. I think it made it all the way to the two thousands. Yeah. Finally got it had too many holes in it. <laughs> uh, I have an outfit like that that I wore. I, I wore it to um I wore it when I was pregnant. I wore it to um Jordan's graduation. I just posted a picture of me wearing it. I wore it um I wore it um to a funeral. I wore it to a wedding. I wore I, I wore it everywhere. It's like it's the it's like the one like um outfit that I've had for forever and it still fits me and I can still wear it. And, and it's like, um, and, and it still seems like it's in style. Like, <laughs> I don't know why, but I still have it and I would probably wear it again. But um, you're, what, um, you said something that made me think of, think of something that I was going to say about, oh, um, my brother wanted to borrow this shirt that I had. It had buckwheat on it from um, Saturday Night okay. Live, Ote. It said Ote on it. I had a buckwheat keychain back then in the 80s because I thought buckwheat was like the coolest thing. The actual but buckwheat, not Eddie Murphy buckwheat, but right. buckwheat, you know, and it's like and uh, and I had a shirt that it said um, it said uh, Ote on it, a picture of buckwheat. I'm sure you would not get away with wearing that now. But um, my brother asked me if he could wear it to school. And I said, no, you can't have my buckwheat shirt. And I come, I don't know, I, I usually never got to drive our car because my dad would never let me drive. But um, I had the car that day and I was coming 
home from somewhere and critter was walking home from school and he had my buckwheat shirt on and i pulled off the road like along the sidewalk when and and i jumped out of the car knocked him down ripped that shirt off his body and jumped back in the car and took off and left him sitting there you know and it's like his friends were just all stunned they didn't know what the heck happened he didn't know what happened either i probably was like the tasmanian devil and i was like you don't ever touch my stuff and i was like i was out of there i never forgot that wow. and neither did he because he was like he just sat there like i don't know what hit me and i said i because he used to take my stuff he still has some of my stuff he has my ozzy osbourne um uh, blizzard of oz album he's got he took he stole my he, he would steal my stuff he still took my typewriter um he, you know he'd take it and he never he has my penn state I had a Penn State uh, football jersey that a friend of mine that went to Penn State gave gave it to me, and I let Critter wear it to um, school for Jersey Day. Did you do you ever have Jersey Day in school? Yeah. Okay, and I let him borrow it because he loved Penn State, and I didn't even know I didn't even know who the heck Penn State even was. But my friend Lee had given me this uh, an actual jersey, and I used to sleep in it. That's what I slept in, and and I and I when I like back in the like late eighties, you know, when I, when I had my own apartment before I met Jimmy and, um, and I let Critter borrow it. And I said, give it back to me. And he never gave it back. And then he told me, he gave it to Kelly and she slept in it. And I'm like, well, it's my pajamas, not hers. I was like, I never got it back. Never saw it again. So I don't feel bad that I, that I did that to him with that t-shirt. Cause he'd have ruined it. He'd have put, put a hole in it. He'd have, you know, he'd have, he'd have done something to it, spilled something on it, wrecked it you know because that's how he was so (laughs) you were talking about buckwheat uh i had a poster on my wall in high school and it was uh born in the usa that you know how the the record album cover looked Uh you know how he uh boss was wearing those blue jeans yeah with his fingers crossed the the rag oh no that was oh i was thinking of a lover boy yeah 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 i know yeah well Uh, it was it was the poster. It had that, but instead of Springsteen's face, it was buckwheat. Oh. And it said Otay at the bottom. <laughs> oh, okay. Like he was turned around and he, and he yeah. was like going, like he's okay. Look, he's looking like, back over his shoulder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that. Yeah. I used to have that poster on my wall in high school. <laughs> yeah. I, I love buckwheat, you know? And I'm, I don't even know why my brother wanted to borrow it. I guess, you know, but I, I think I bought it at Spencer's you know, back then. That's what, and I, and I thought I, you know, you're not taking my stuff, you know, we used to get in fights over stuff like that all the time. You you remember when Ronald Reagan got shot, Saturday Night Live had that whole buckwheat got shot uh, skit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Buckwheat dead, America. Brought to you by Mutual Life, because you could die tomorrow. Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Buckwheat was buried today in the entire world born. 
leaders gather to offer a fine tribute. We now join millions of mourners around the world in observing a moment of silence. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about a little television. Okay. Hey, first I want to say I was watching Apple Plus television, and I saw a trailer for a new series that starts next month, and it's called uh, Physical. You know that song, Let's Get Physical? You mean Olivia Newton-John, Physical? Yeah, but it's called yeah. Physical, and I don't know who stars in it, but uh, it's a, it's set in the 80s, and it's about a housewife who, uh, her husband's like a politician or something, but but she's like fighting with uh, these just personal demons, and she's just a miserable person, like doesn't want to, I don't know, she just, she hates her life, okay? Okay. But then she discovers aerobics. And okay. she starts doing aerobics and uh, it just totally transforms her life. And then she discovers uh, a video camera and videotapes and she starts filming herself and she becomes like an exercise aerobics guru and becomes like a millionaire. Like Jane Fonda. Yeah, just she just takes off. And th this is what the series is about. Okay. It's about her, you know, rise to fame through aerob aerobics, yeah. but it's called physical. Yeah. Well, that, anyway, that's that's like the true life story of Jane Fonda. Uh, you know, it, it looks like a um, it, it's a dark comedy. Looks like a thirty minute oh. uh, sitcom. Okay. Anyway, I just thought well, I'd I haven't mention seen that it. Since like it was the, set in the eighties. Oh, I have to look it up and see if there's a like a trailer like preview thing for. Yeah, it. there is. Okay. But anyway, okay. Uh, talking about TVs, uh, I want to talk about a show from nineteen eighty nine, almost the end of the eighties. Hard times on planet Earth. I know you've watched this all the time, right? Yeah, I watched it. Uh, yeah, I was the, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Every the penalty for rebellion against the council is termination. But because of your heroic services as a warrior, you are exiled to the primitive planet Earth, there to dwell in human form until you learn to restrain your hostility. This control unit will monitor you. Hostility? Not good. The sentence is passed. Remember, you're the president, president of the fan club. Yes, that was yeah. me. But anyway, this show, it only lasted half a season. And uh -huh. uh, starred Martin Cove. You know who that is, right? Martin Cove from Cobra Kai. Yeah, Karate Kid, Cobra yeah. Kai. Yeah, you should have asked me that as a trivia. Yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> the trivia is, who starred in Hard Times on Planet Earth? <laughs> Martin Cove. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Anyway, uh, this was like a sci-fi. It had a little bit of humor in it, but it wasn't a straight-up comedy. It was more like a, a just an action show, okay? 
Yeah. But uh, he was this alien and he was exiled to Earth kind of as his prison for his crimes he did. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, his only companion on Earth is this floating uh, robot, kind of like an orb thing called Control. And it was like his parole officer. And that he would talk to it. And But, uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> while he's on Earth, he has to do good deeds. And the orb records every good deed he does. And once the courts feel like he's done enough good to balance out the evil he's done, they'll let him leave Earth. But he's sentenced to Earth as for his crimes. But uh, okay, yeah, but <laughs> that was not a hit. <laughs> okay, no, I thought it was, but uh, okay. yeah, no, and you know what? It's really weird because you you have this theme, you know, with these alien uh, TV shows. You know, I mean, you, you, I, I can think of a lot of them so far that you've mentioned had an alien in them, and I'm thinking you like them all, and and it's like they there were so many of them. Like yeah. the Phoenix, you know, it's like the um, even Elf, you know, is alien. And it's like there's a alien, even like Greatest American Hero, like came from like an alien, you know, spaceship, all these things. And it's like there's so many of them. Yeah. Like, and you knew them all, you know, somehow they implanted themselves in your head. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but this show, uh, it's one of those where, you know, the military knows that he's here because they tracked him when he landed. So uh-huh. they have agents searching for him. So, you know, we've, we've talked about this all the time with the Phoenix yeah. and the Hulk and Run Joe Run. And, yeah. You know, they're always running from somebody. Yeah. Uh-huh. along the way. They're helping people. Right. You know, it's another show like that. But every time he helps someone, he gets recorded in his records to where, it, you know, it takes takes a little uh, off of his time of his sentence. Okay. Uh-huh. But uh, but. He's also got enemies from his home world that they send assassins to Earth to kill him. So these aliens and robots and stuff are coming to Earth trying to kill him. And what I liked about it, uh, it had some comedy in it. Uh, it was kind of a, you know, he's a fish out of water because he's an alien and he's got to learn the ways and customs and everything of Earth. And uh, so that kind of made it funny. And uh, anyway, yeah. I love this show. And Martin Cove was perfect in this role. They couldn't have found a better, better actor. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I don't I don't it? know if Did it's well, it? I was going to say, I don't know if it's on DVD or anything, but uh, I'd like to see it again. But there's yeah. only a handful of uh, episodes. Yeah, I know. I can't believe you remember it. I just can't believe it. But yeah, no, I never heard of it. I can't add to it. Don't know what to say. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, fast times at Richmond High. <laughs> I know. Hard times on planet Earth. I know. Just say, <laughs> I don't. You're, mis- you're missing out. Okay. You live such mm-hmm. a sheltered life, you know. I know. I like in my own uh, egg, you know, like bubble. Like, like Mark. <laughs> yeah, me. Like I'm in that bubble of yeah, yeah. Like like John Travolta. Yeah, which is funny that you should mention John Travolta because my TV show. I didn't realize this at first. That like is is the show making it okay? And we talked about it, you know, here before, which it actually has John Travolta's sister in it.
so funny you should mention him you know no and this, and you know what so was it based off the movie making it yeah kind of yeah okay. it was kind of like had a uh saturday night fever like um it was it like the disco craze like thing from saturday right. night fever and it's about this it's this, this guy you know that um that it's his daily life his name's billy Manucci, and he's just he goes to these disco clubs at night and the one disco club is called the inferno and he works in an ice cream parlor uh during a day called tasty treats and it's like it's it's all influenced by the movie saturday night fever so <laughs> you know there's ellen travolta that's john travolta's sister that played <laughs> david Naughton's mother in this in this show so look at the the what one degree of separation, <laughs> you know? So anyway, we talked about this show before, but, you know, it's my one season wonder. And I'm not sure, if, were you done about the planet Earth? Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay, because, I mean, you don't have the market cornered now on 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 the, you know, one hit wonders, because I got one, I got one, you know? So it was an American sitcom and it was, it was star, star David Naughton and it was only on for nine episodes and it was on Friday nights at eight o'clock on ABC. I do not remember this at all. But you do remember the song, right? Yeah. The theme but, song, Making It. Yeah, but I don't remember the show at all. Well, it's funny because the song, Making It, was also in the dance scene in the movie Meatballs. And we just oh. and I just asked you if you like meatballs. Yeah. And if you like I do, spaghetti. With spaghetti, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll have some of that. But um, I can make really good meatballs, so, yeah have some meatballs but um uh yeah so like that that song actually you know did pretty good you know um as a as a hit single and david Naughton sang it so he he sang it for the he he did you know he put out a song and then he sang it for the theme of the show but it doesn't really have like um like a like a big like storyline to it you know it kind of like had it and also had the misfortune of coming up right near the end of the disco fad you know, and there was like a whole bunch of backlash um, going on, you know, towards disco culture, you know, so, um, you know, th th it just kind of, it didn't, it didn't, it only lasted eight weeks before it was canceled. So it came out like the summer of 1979. So that's like right at the end of the 70s, you know, where disco was just hanging on by a thread, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, but let me think, they, um, um, it it ranked 104 out of 114 shows that aired that season. So that's not very good, you know? And I, and I, and I read that the Bee Gees manager was involved in the show's creation. And so was Gary Marshall. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but I liked it, you know, I, I just, I, I, I just, I remember it and, I think um, the one I think I think the one girl that was on it that, 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 that I don't know I think her and her husband worked in a like pizza parlor or something that he must have gone to too maybe they were related but she was in Night Shift um, she played um, Henry Winkler's girlfriend in it that and she was in Making It I can't remember her name as an actress but and I and I remember the guy that played her her, her husband in it um, and, and they and I just it I just liked it because I like Saturday Night Fever so I liked all that um disco stuff i wish it had been out longer but that's it i mean it was on you know it only i can't believe it was only on like two months and then gone it's like yeah. they, they they put all that work into like making sets and stuff up for these shows and then they, they don't even last that's i wonder how the heck they ever you know 
how you ever get, you know, when you get to the point where you're going to make a TV show or you're going to make a movie and you put all the money and invest into it to like make the sets and hire the actors and write up, write a storyline. But then it, it just, it doesn't last. It's like, it's almost like, what was the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of a bummer, but anyway. So um, they also said the song is featured in a, um, um, a dance game. It's called, uh, for, through, through GameCube. It's called MC Groove's Dance Craze. I don't know that, but that's where they say that that um, song making it's into. So that's just some trivia. But well, nobody there you, care. there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so moving on from that song to music, music, right? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Who who are you talking about? I'll talk about my girl Paula Abdul. Okay. I mean, she was, uh, I loved her. She was gorgeous. She was sexy. She had a great voice. Uh, her songs were awesome. Her music videos were way cool. Yep. I, I really liked the one where she's dancing with that cat. What was the name of that one? Straight Up. Yeah, Straight Up. But I also like, uh, you know, like Cold Hearted Snake and uh, The Way That yeah. You Love Me, Opposites Attract. She had a lot yeah. of good, good hits. Yeah, she had um, two, I think maybe they were later, like in maybe late 80s, early 90s, and that were my favorite. And there are two. the one song is one of my all-time favorite songs ever, and it's uh, Promise of a New Day. Do you know that song? No. You don't know that song? You need no. to see the video for that song because she looks good. She's like dancing um, in a waterfall. Like, it's really cool. And then the the a song Rush Rush, do you know it? No. It has Keanu Reeves in it and he's in the video. It's like a um like a from like the fifties. It's almost like um like uh what is that movie with um James Dean, like where they're in the car the car the um what's that movie that they're in and, and Allie Woods in it and and uh Rebel Without a Cause Without kind cause, of thing. Yeah. yeah. And she and that's what it reminds me of. And um, they're racing these. Uh, um, I think and Keanu Reeves is like her boyfriend. And uh, it's just I'm gonna you have to look. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna put, go post those both of those songs. I'm gonna post them on the Pop Ninja page. I, I mean, I probably heard them and saw the videos back then, but they just you don't remember them. Stick with. I know, them. but maybe if you watch them now, you if you really like her, she looks great. And I'll tell you this. Speaking of looking great. I remember when I was in high school on my Commodore 64 computer, if people remember those, I downloaded a nude photo of Paula Abdul lying on a lounge chair out by a swimming pool. I didn't even know she did that kind of stuff. And she is forever my girl. <laughs> okay. She was a Laker girl. Did you know that? Really? 
Yeah. I know she was like a big dance choreography and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And you know who she chore- who was a choreographer for? Who? Janet Jackson. Oh, okay. I see what Didn't you did. Didn't you know that? Yes. You knew that? Yes. Okay. Because they were, they, they used to make like a big like rivalry, like between them, like people ta- said that there was, but there really wasn't. And um, I, I, re- I read somewhere that Janet Jackson, uh, you know, was always watching um, American Idol because of Paula Abdul and rooting for her and stuff on there. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they are still friends. I mean, I don't think they see each other that much, but um, they, there was no, like, like there was no hate, no feud, you know? Yeah. But um, she did, she did, um, um, she did help choreograph um, the, the one, so, the, um, the song Nasty. Yeah. You know, I am going to talk about Janet Jackson. I don't know if you want, you're done with Paula Abdul yet, but. Um, I'll never be done with Paula Abdul. <laughs> okay. No, okay. She's All forever, right. my girl. <laughs> All right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah she you know she was was she married to emilio estevez in the 80s do you know that to emilio yeah really yeah you didn't know that didn't did she have a thing going with john stamos or something or i think it's somebody else mm, i don't know but she definitely was with emilio, emilio estevez they were married oh emilio for some, year, some years yeah hmm. yeah you did not know that maybe okay well, i mean i, I probably knew all this stuff okay. yeah well um yeah, well, she did. She choreographed the the um, song "Nasty" for um, Janet Jackson in the bathroom of her shared apartment. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, that's not, you know, it's like you know, so she had like roommates, and she was in the bathroom choreographing, you know, music videos. You know, so I don't know. That's that's when they were young. You know, both getting going. You know, they weren't like big, big yet. So. Anyway, I, can I bring up Janet Jackson? You already have. Oh, okay. Well, I, I tell you, I, 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 there's so much stuff on Janet Jackson and, and, you know, we're like trying to keep it like cutting the time down on this because we could talk about her for like, uh, like a year, you know, because there's just so much about her. So I was kind of trying to just stick to like the seventies and eighties Janet Jackson, not past that, you know, cause I don't want to go into the Super Bowl. The, Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fiasco, yeah, um, yeah. She was born uh, Janet Demita Joe Jackson, and she was the youngest child of the Jackson family. Who she's the sister to Michael Jackson, and she was born in 1966. And she started out as a child actress on Good Times, and she was on that show from 1977 to 1978, and she did 48 episodes. And then she was Willis's girlfriend on Different Stroke. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about, you know, she played Charlene Dupree. Do you remember that? Yes. Well, she was on the show from 1980 to 1984. She was in 10 episodes. Um, I I know she briefly dated Todd Bridges during that time, and he was the one that picked her to be his girlfriend on the show. But then she ended up leaving the show so that she could devote herself to her musical music career, which I think she did have... Her dad, who was, you know, Joe Jackson, who was, you know, Michael's, um, well, it was their dad, you know, her dad too, you know, but it was her manager and he was, he was, the, you know, managed the Jacksons and, um, you know, Michael. And he, he like was really pushing her. She didn't, she actually wanted to go to college. You know, she, she did after, um, after she did uh, 
uh, different uh, strokes. She she went on to do Fame for like one season, she, like from 1984 to 85. She did like seven episodes of that, um, and then and then that's when she got into doing music. And she she had wanted to go off to college, but her dad was pushing her into the m- music industry. And so she ended up firing her dad when she was 18 years old. And then she um, hooked up with um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and they became her new producers. And then that was on the album Control. And that, and that came out in like 1986. And I remember a friend of mine gave me that album for my 18th birthday. And it has um, the songs, uh, What Have You Done For Me Lately and Nasty. But my favorite song on that album is When I Think Of You. song but um that's my favorite song and it's like my favorite janet jackson song of all time um I, but i love the whole album i love every song on that album so um and then she went on to do the rhythm nation album yeah i remember that yeah and she had like that whole look i i used to have a I, she had that whole look with the key earring in that in the rhythm nation um you know for the video she had like that um i don't even know what kind of like a uniform like outfit with the ponytail and the and the hat and she had a, she wear an earring in her ear. She has an earring in her ear in, I think it's the Miss You Much um, video. And I, I, I always wore an earring uh, with a key on it. What did I say? An earring? Did I say a key in her earring? What did I just say? I said, earring did I, in her ear. In her ear. <laughs> she wore an earring in her ear. <laughs> yeah. I meant a key in the earring. And yeah, of course it's in her ear. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what, what did I just say? Okay, so, and then she did the song Escapade, too, which I love that. But back when she was, back in 1984, she, I don't know if you know, she eloped with um, James DeBarge of the group. Really? DeBarge. Yeah. It was an all the year later. I don't know if you knew that. But I love DeBarge. Do you remember them, like Rhythm of the Night? And yeah, I remember DeBarge. Yeah, he wasn't, the, he wasn't L. DeBarge. He was um, one of the, uh, the other brothers. There was like, a, they were family. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that didn't last. So she's she was she had a um, like another marriage too that she, that was like um, kept secret. Like she and, and they people she was married to him for like some years and then now she's remarried. She didn't have her. She only has one child and she didn't become a mom until she was fifty years old. Hmm. So that's her only only child, which is crazy. But anyway, her biography is too extensive. That you know we could talk about her forever she could be another forever girl or whatever because it would go on forever but i just wanted to keep it to the 80s so that's that's enough for now yeah so want to talk about in television yes intelligent television in television hills presents in television intelligent television by mattel more sophisticated than any video game that has come before providing hours of entertainment for the entire family in television with one of the clearest game displays available today find this system plus a complete line of sports and video game cassettes 
at Hills, where our game is low prices every day. Okay. Yeah, if uh, a lot of you, you know, growing up in the 70s and 80s, uh, we were introduced to the very first video games, and, and the very first ones in homes were like, what was it Pong or something? Yeah, that was Atari. Uh, the Pong, and then, yeah, yeah, the Atari. And then uh, no, Pong was a game on Atari. Well, I had a standalone Pong game before Atari came out. It was just called Pong. And it was a video game. Yeah, you played it to your television. Oh, you just you just played Pong. Yeah, Pong, that was all Pong. you play. Yeah, and, they and that, that was before. <laughs> yeah, that was, we got an uh, Atari. I have an Atari here. I have. I got one. We could play Pong if you want to. If you still but anyway, into it. Yeah. <laughs> when the first uh, Atari came out. You remember how crude the uh, graphics were? Yeah. Well, they came out with it in television, and the graphics just blew away Atari. So uh, my parents got me one, you know, for me, my brother, and uh, the games were so much better than Atari, the, the looks of them and stuff. And uh, I just loved it. Uh, anyway, it was, it was from Mattel, and it came out in 1979. And uh, my favorite games for it was uh, Astro Smash, it was a lot like Asteroids, but with way better graphics. And I remember they had a contest where you could uh, take a picture of your television screen with the high yeah. score that you had, and you had to mail it in. And uh, whoever got the highest score, that I mean, they had awesome prizes they'd send you. But uh, I never really? won, but I remember sending in a picture, yeah. But huh. Astro Smash was just completely addictive. And uh, they, they had some cool, uh, like, Tron, they had two different Tron games, I remember. Uh, I had some of my friends in like the seventh grade uh, also had in televisions. We would get together and, and uh, you know, bring all of our games to one of his house and uh, we just play games all day on a Saturday. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, they also had a game called Space Battle, which was one of my very favorites in uh, Starhawk, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. They had their own version of Pitfall with better graphics, uh, Tank yeah. Battle, Baseball, just everything imaginable i remember uh the game that came with the uh in television packaged with it was uh poker you could play all kind of card games oh. it, it looked awesome yeah and, yeah but the graphics just i mean it just totally blew away atari yeah you know yeah. i think now that you're talking about it i mean i didn't know anybody that had it and i didn't have it but i think i remember seeing like in um like used video stores like yeah. games for it you know different games and i just didn't even know what that was and it didn't have a joystick. You had like a a, a keypad, and yeah. each game you had, you would slide this plastic card into the keypad, which changed all the the wording for your buttons and stuff. Yeah. And uh, you you would press all these buttons on a keypad, and uh, I mean it was an awesome system. And then they came out with the some plug-in things for it. one was called the Intella Voice, and your games could start talking. You know. And one game that they promoted heavily with Intellivoice was a, uh, it was like a B fifty two bomber, like in World War Two, and uh, you could hear the the captain telling you when to bomb and stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, they used the voice module, and they came out with other stuff like you had like a bazooka type thing, and but it was just a really cool game system, and I'd like to, I'd like to find an old one and some old games for it. Hmm. There's yeah. a place down in Harrisburg. That maybe it's called um it's called uh 
Second Second Street and Charles, I think. Yeah, it's what Second it's called. Charles. Yeah. Second Charles. Oh, you've been to one of them? They have a. Yeah. They have a. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know it was clear all over the place like that because they have like a whole bunch of video game stuff and a whole bunch of uh, right records. And they have DVDs, um, all, kinds, all kinds of memorabilia. Yeah, records, uh, books, and um, you know DVDs and yeah, all kind. And but they have a lot of video game stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you've been in one of them. Okay. Yeah, because I was thinking like maybe they have that there. You know, like one of those places, but. You know, you have to have the game thing. You have to have the whole, you know. You now, like they redid Atari, and I have an Atari, and it's it's an it's like in the last couple of years. And I have a new I like well, it's the original Sega Genesis. Right. I have it too. Um, you know that was they reproduced it again, like and 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 brought the original back out, like and you know I have it. So um, because I used to love Earthworm Jim, I love that game. That was like my favorite game of all time. So. Um, and I have them somewhere. I, I think they're up in my attic. I can't. I don't know where they're at now. But I didn't get rid of them. I kept them, but I can't find them. And I loved it. I need to go up there and root around in my attic and find my box of <laughs> stuff. You know. So, yeah. But uh, it's getting too hot up there now. So, but anyway, yeah. No, I didn't have. Um, um, I think you were kind of spoiled, you know, as a as a uh, kid because you have like one of everything. I mean. And then some, you know, like we got an Atari, that was it, you know, that's it. We weren't getting any more, you know, video systems, you know, like Jordan had one of everything when he was a kid, but, and then he, now he has like um, Xbox and Nintendo, you know, two, like two different right. you know, systems, PlayStation, you know, whatever, you know, and it's like, no, we had one. If it would break, you weren't getting another one, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's cool. I had some. You said space stuff in it, so I see where you would like that. And those yeah. game, those games back then, you know, a new game would come out. You, you pay fifty, sixty bucks for a cartridge for it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. You, know, you had to wait for your birthday or something, you know. You yeah. Could just go out and buy one. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's Christmas like birthday. No, I didn't have that kind of cash. Even doing a paper route, I didn't have any yeah. like fifty bucks. Yeah, my grandma would give me forty bucks for my birthday every year, and I would save it to buy people Christmas presents because I'd have to buy my own Christmas presents for people. So, um, you know, I have to use my birthday money. So anyway, would you when you when it makes some? Did you have anything else about? No, that's it. That's okay. It. Okay, well, um, I wasn't sure how, what to go with with my like bonus on this, but um, I kind of thought with uh, Mr. Mom and like comedy and stuff that I and I I don't know why like every once in a while like if I I need a pick me up and I want to like laugh at something I look up the yip yips. Yip yip yip, baby, baby. Yep 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 yep, family. Yep 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 yep. Ha 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 ha. Yep, 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 and they were, they, they cracked me up. I mean, they're, I don't know, I want to say that they were regulars on Sesame Street because I think there's only about four episodes that they were on, you know, but 
they're hysterical and I will like look them up and I, me, me and my mom will laugh our heads off. You know, you, you know who they are, right? You know what? I'm, I'm going to let you talk about this. Cause uh, I thought that you was, know, they were completely moronic and, uh, you, and look, like look, you, you talk about them and I'm just going to sit back and think about that new picture of Paula Abdul. <laughs> okay. Well then. Okay. All right. Well, yes, they don't, they don't, they don't look like uh, anything like Paula Abdul. I mean, they were just, I, I thought they were hysterical. I mean, me and my friend Lorena used to watch them all the time and we would think that, and, and then even now they still have like a following of people because I see on like Pinterest and stuff that people make costumes out of them. So somebody else likes them you know besides me but wow. i just think they're hysterical you know so like i mean and then um, i think my my aunt sharon liked it my mom loves them i mean even my son loves them i mean because i make them watch them you know like on youtube and, and they were just these they were just two of them and they were like these googly hey i don't know how you can't like them they were like aliens they would come down to earth you know i don't know where they came from or what what planet they were from but they were an alien, you know, and they had like these googly eyeballs and one was pink and one was blue and they had like these squid like tentacles and they come down to earth and they try and figure out what like things were with their earth book, you know, like they would come and they could, um, what do you want to, like they could, um, what's that called? Like when they like teleport or whatever, like they would, um, what's that? Um, they would like go invisible and then like come into the, um, another room you know what i mean like I, I, it has a word to it but i can't i can't think materialize they would materialize you, you know what i mean like they they would be on the outside looking in and then all of a sudden they'd come on the inside of the house and mm -hmm. then it would be like um like if they see a, a, like a radio or a telephone they wouldn't know what it was and so they like look it up in the earth book and then they'd start going you know like they would think it was a cat you know or a, a cow you know you don't remember this Oh yeah, I remember it. <laughs> you don't like them? Oh, yeah, I think they're funny. Oh my god! I mean, I can't, I can't believe you don't like them. I think I, I don't know how anybody could think they're not hysterical because they would do this. Um, yep, yep. You know, if it, they thought it was like yes, and then we go nope, nope, nope. You know, and then they, and then they go uh, 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 uh. You know, and it would be like, like if it was a cat, and it was like. You know, it would go meow, meow, you know, and then they would go, oh, nope, no, uh, 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 you know, and it would be like, and then so they would go, oh, okay, like, and then they would they do, um, you know, cow, and they would go moo, you know, and they would be like, nope, 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 you know, and then the telephone would ring and it would go, and then they would imitate it and it'd go, well, first it would scare them and they would like freak out, like it would scare the heck out, and then they would pull pull their lip up over their head. And they would be like, Gong, you know, and they would be like, you know, and then it would be, um, then they would be go, oh, okay. Like, and then they go, Bring, you know, Bring, and then we imitate it. You wow. don't think that was funny? No. <laughs> okay. I loved it. They were puppets, you know, and mm -hmm. um, the phones, the first skit on oh, the phone was that was in 1972 and the radio skit was 1979. So there you had a break for seven years, you know, thank God, them. but they come back and they're still around. But I think that they maybe only did about, you know, four episodes. There's only two episodes of them in the 70s. So I guess they weren't really regulars, but I, they're the thing that, that stands out in my head the most from, Sesame Street that I'm sorry. I loved. Okay. 
<laughs> I can't believe you didn't like them. They were aliens. How could you not like them? You love alien stuff. I can't. I don't get it. I don't get it. You just didn't. You just thought they were annoying. Yeah, very. Very annoying. I love them. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I, I guess. I guess you're entitled to to, to hate them, but. Anyway, that's all I have to say. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you want me to give away something? The copy yeah, of? give away Let some yip yips. Okay, some yip yips. Give them away. <laughs> okay. Nope. 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 You can't have one. Yeah. So um, I'm going to give away a copy, Mr. Mom, on Blu-ray, and I am going to give a Blu-ray. Cool. And um, the code word is Whoopi. Whoopi. Yeah. So send us the code word to our the Facebook page uh, in, a, in a private message and you may win Mr. Mom. All right. We want to thank everybody for listening and we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, check out our Facebook page and our website. Website's popninja.net and just leave us some feedback or let us know some things that you would like us to discuss on this uh, podcast. And as we sign off, I want to leave you with this final thought. It's 3 a.m. and your children are safe and asleep. But there's a phone in the White House and it's ringing. Something's happening in the world. Your vote will decide who answers that call. Whether it's someone who already knows the world's leaders, knows the military, someone tested and ready to lead in a dangerous world. It's 3 a.m. and your children are safe and asleep. Who do you want answering the phone? Hello? You can stop right there. I know I haven't won the Naji Naji foreign lottery, and I won't send you a thousand dollars to claim my prize. You dastardly villain. Nope, nope, nope.